And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Holy Maroon Cardigans. They're holy, they're maroon, and they go with everything. Previously on What Is Not. You are all located in the basement of the library. Apparently that Vic was some kind of conspiracy nut. If we're on a conspiracy board, what is the relevance of our pictures in connection with the larger mystery? I don't see you on the board, Zeke. There's a picture of Robert Hagbard and a little scribbled note that says, who's he working for? Demons in general do not do well with anything considered holy or sacred. Pretty close to the other side of Cryptocore is where there used to be old mines and things. Okay, to the mines. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's gonna go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all of these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. See, maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Pelayan, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. I mentioned the fact that, you know, we're going to need some holy or sacred or blessed weapons and ask if anybody has them or if we see them in the the armory part of this hideout. Would a silver weapon count? Is the weapon sacred in some way? Yeah, sure. Is it part of your order? It's super sacred. sacred. (laughs) We're going to go with that. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't say it's sacred, but we could assume, if it's okay with you, Joe, that this is a sanctified demon-killing weapon from my ancient order of monk brethren that I was entrusted with and that it's been blessed and everything. Because as a monastic order, it is somewhat religious, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And the ancient traditions of the Celtic Druids. Yeah, that tracks. So yeah, we'll say that that definitely is a holy object. All right, then I shall reveal to everyone my silver blade. (laughs) 
Oh, Feast your God. eyes upon its glory. <laughs> yes. Okay, I feel safer already. Um, anyone else? <laughs> I can roll for been around the block so I can see if I have any items or something in my closet slash trunk slash duffel bag. <laughs> Go for it. I got a six plus sharp, which is so seven. And it says on a seven to nine, either you have something, but it needs some work before it'll fit the bill or you have a lead on it, but it'll take some time or effort to get a hold of. Okay. I would say that you remember somewhere in your uh, like where where do you keep your stuff, Beth? Like where is your do you have like a little like a closet or a room that you kind of stock up in case you need to battle monsters? So I have a couple of places. One is my car. I keep a bunch of fancy stuff in a protected trunk. Not to be confused with a TV show that also does that. Um <laughs> Um, but I also keep stuff in my house as well. Okay. So you remember in your house that there was a book that you remember somehow had something to do with lesser demons and you never kind of really focused on it. Cause you were like, if I'm going to have to fight a demon, it's probably going to be a big bad. So you just kind of ignored it. But now that you're thinking about it, this Jersey devil creature kind of sounds like it might be a, a creature that would fit this bill. So you probably have some sort of information in a book at home about this creature. Okay, cool. So can we swing by my house first before we hit the mines? Yeah. And I elbow Bruce and I'm like, we should check out my dad's armory at the clinic down in, you know, where you live. <laughs> Bruce the zombie agrees, but first grabs a couple more of Vic's outfits and holds them up to say, which one should he wear for the holy battle? <laughs> I, I point to the one on the right. Okay. <laughs> Bruce the zombie's ready to go. Bruce the zombie needs to describe the outfit that he has chosen. Something empire wasted, I imagine. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit of a baby doll type dress that, that he somehow puts over the trench coat that he is currently wearing. But it's holy. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because it has torn while he tried to put it on. Literally holy. You know, baby doll dress and the aviator glasses. And yes. Okay. Bruce is decked. Excuse me, um, Monster Man. If you're planning on wearing that into battle, might I suggest something red so that the blood stains don't show up as well? <laughs> Bruce goes and looks for red really quickly and gets a little stressed out because he can't find anything red, but he does find something maroon, so he goes with that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a maroon cardigan he found. That's exactly what I was going to suggest that it was. We are on the nice. same page, my friend. <laughs> okay. Holy maroon cardigan on Holy top. Holy maroon cardigan. Has he swapped out the baby doll, or are we just mixing all kinds of fabrics and looks here? He's taken all of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think it's like a lime green baby doll dress. 
Okay. He, is, he is quite the look. He is, and the aviator glasses. Like, this is a look that I think even Vic would be impressed that you were willing to try to pull that off. And actually, Bruce the zombie had an epiphany. He was like, this Vic guy was like, you know, got a board of, you know, photos of him. He's been kind of spying on all this. So he doesn't feel bad at all about taking these clothes and the glasses. He takes his post it note back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go. Where are you guys going first? My house. Yeah, Beth's. Beth's house. I would say it's probably a five-minute drive. The library is in the downtown stretch, which basically just goes straight up from Route 66 north, and it ends in the city hall. And so very close to the city hall is the library. And I would say that Beth probably lives in one of the residential places to the northwest of the main downtown area. So we're talking about maybe a three to five minute drive. Nothing is terribly far away from each other in Baghdad. Bruce the zombie sends out a group text saying shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) I turn to Bruce and I say, oh, I have a shotgun too. And I reveal it behind my trench coat. (laughs) Bruce at first doesn't understand, but then he understands and he's like, two thumbs up. Okay, so you are quickly at Beth's place. Did we decide on how many cars we're taking on this? Well, we probably need at least two, right? How many of us are there? Six. Beth came in her tow truck still, or? Oh, no, I took my car. I left the tow truck at the... Okay. I think we should go in all three cars, because if we want, Beth can leave her car, and we can take her from her place. Okay, so caravan to Beth's. Is your place, like, neat and tidy, or does she have just stuff everywhere? It is an organized mess, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I know where the book is. (laughs) So it's probably on a pile of books, but because I know how organized messes do help with recall, you kind of know exactly where it is because it's been in your way several times when you've tried to get something else. And you pull it out and you do find a page on how to banish a demon. And there's a ritual involved, but it's not a terribly complex one as rituals go. So you do have that now in your back pocket as well. Okay. Excellent. Anything else you need to pick up while you're here? I'm probably going to grab, because I have some gear. So I grabbed my shotgun and a couple of good knives since I already had my concealed weapon, Mm -hmm. which was in my bag from before. Everyone's got shotguns today. Yep. It's a very practical monster fighting tool. Yeah. I text Bruce and I say, do you think this is cool? We can trust everyone here because we have a haven and they don't know about it yet. I want Bruce's advice. Bruce sends a text back emojis of lots of hugs and kisses and trustfulness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So I say, okay, so let's go to my clinic and there's a shed behind and maybe we can find some weapons that could help us. Now, remind me, Susan, is there somebody that works at your veterinary clinic when you are not there? My niece helps out. Her name is Alex. Her and her friend, who's the son of the woman who owns one of the shooting ranges in Baghdad, mm-hmm. they kind of hang out there and hold shop. But what is today? Is today Sunday? I don't know if we established what day it was. I feel like today the clinic is closed. Okay. Or at least I knew that I was going to be out because I had received that invitation. So I had kind of closed up. 
So do you go to the shed through your office or do you just go bypass the office completely and head to the shed? I just direct everyone to park in the back and we go to the shed. But when we get out of the car, this golden retriever bounds on to Bruce and starts licking his face and his glasses. And this is a new dog. This is how I had gotten the invitation to go to the comic book store. This stray had appeared with this note around its neck. And I'm trying to find out who owns it. But in the meantime, it has attached itself to Bruce. And as far as I'm concerned, it's Bruce's dog now. So Has any of Bruce's face come off in the process? That's probably partly why the Golden Retriever loves Bruce so much, because he is so <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Bruce is now noseless. <laughs> I asked Bruce, did you name him yet? <laughs> Bruce texts emoji. I love it. Emoji the dog. <laughs> emoji, okay. <laughs> okay, so I invite everyone into the shed. When we go into the shed... It looks like a normal shed at this level, but there's a staircase that brings us down to this bottom level and it opens up into three rooms. And I allow everyone to kind of explore, but basically you can kind of tell that one room is like an infirmary. You know, it's not for animals. You can tell that it's for people. And there's another room that looks like someone who is a chemist would be very much at home. So kind of like a a mad scientist laboratory, but everything is carefully labeled. And there's another room that has this monster killing stockpile and i open the door and i say this is this is my dad's i discovered it after he died and if we need something i can look for it and i have to roll for it actually so if we need a special weapon i have to roll plus weird and on a 10 plus we have it on a seven to nine we have it but only the minimum and on a miss we have the wrong thing so i ask everyone for their advice as to what we should be looking for Well, anything holy. Okay, shall I roll? (laughs) Go for it. Something to coordinate with the cardigan. (laughs) (laughs) I got a nine, and I have a zero for weird, so it's just a nine. So it says that we have it, but only the minimum. So what do I have, Joe? I would say you probably have what was meant to be kind of like blessed holy water Molotov cocktail type things, but there's like one, and it's kind of half- full. So you got something that could be kind of modeled into a holy water bomb. Holy sprinkles. Yeah, you got holy sprinkles. <laughs> so uh, there's holy water, but also like gasoline? <laughs> How does this work? Or is the gasoline holy? In my experience, holy water does cause one to burst into flames. Yes. <laughs> I do have a flamethrower, so could I combine this? Like, could I spray holy water with a (laughs) flamethrower? Well, I know that you could spray holy water with a flamethrower. You guys can decide. Either holy water has been added to it, or the Molotov cocktail itself has been blessed. Or it could just be a hot pink water gun with a little bit of I was about to say, let's go to the store and get a water gun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. We'll say that somewhere in there, there is a water gun, but we're not talking super soaker here because it's not, yeah, yeah, there's not enough there. It's a water pistol. It's a little water pistol. So you have the half full water pistol of holy water. You have a book of a ritual that is supposed to banish a demon of some sort. You have a very fashionable set of clothing, and you have a sacred silver knife. You, I think, are as stocked up, my friends, as you could possibly be. So, are you heading to the mines? 
as Beth would say, to the mines. <laughs> Bruce the zombie uh, starts playing Eye of the Tiger on his phone for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. To the mines. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll, and I want to welcome you back to our Monster of the Week campaign, What is Not? Just a quick news item for today. I am currently doing a Marvel Universe rewatch. So if you're a fan of the MCU movies, we are watching them in chronological order. We're using the group watch feature on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to join me in my rewatch of all the movies, follow me on Twitter at Geektitude. And keep an eye out for when those are happening. I'm trying to vary the days and times we watch so that people can join us for at least a movie or two. Katie and I watched Captain America the First Avenger last night with a few listeners, and uh, we're going to just take each movie chronologically as they come. So I hope you can join me for that, because it's a lot of fun, and Black Widow is coming out soon, so we want to kind of remember all the stuff that happened before Endgame. We try to do fun things like this on the geek to geek Media Network as much as possible, so go check out all we have to offer. If you want to listen to our other podcasts, uh, some of them include our players. Katie, who plays Beth, is on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever. Todd, who plays Donovan, is on Nerdberg Review. And of course, he's also on the Cautious Optimism portion of As the Dice Roll. And then Drew, who plays Bruce the Zombie, is the DM for our Horse Feathers Saga campaign, which hopefully we'll get back to this fall. And of course, you can find me on the Geektitude podcast. Now, what is not a conspiracy setting, so we want to know what your theories are, what's going on in Baghdad, and what have the hunters stumbled into. You can email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or you can connect with us on Twitter at asthedicerollrp, and we're also on Instagram at asthedicerole. We also have a voice message option. Hop onto the Anchor site or on our website at atthedicerollcast.com. Click on the message link and say hello. We really do want to hear from you. And I may even play your audio during these wonderful intermissions. Finally, make sure to hop over to the dedicated As The Dice Roll channel on the geek to geek Media Network Slack. You can find the link on the geek to geek Media website at geek to geekmediacom under Contact Us. And that's also where you can join the geek to geek Media Discord server. And we'd love to hear from you on any of those platforms. That's it for me for now. Let's see what the hunters find in the mines after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. Okay, so we're in two cars now? Yeah. 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 Okay, so you're driving south, and you're going to pass the highway, and as you go to cross over Route 66, it's starting to get dark, and you see that there is another traffic accident. 
Do you keep going past? What do you guys do? Are there police on the scene already? Is there ambulance, anything like that? There are police on the scene already. It's all cordoned off. There appears to be a overturned car. It looks like pieces of it have been ripped off. Hmm. And there is quite a bloody mess. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we gotta stop. Well, do we see Lou the Sheriff? Lou the Sheriff is there hanging out. That would be the person to talk to. All right, we pull over and uh, sidle up to Lou if he's on the outskirts. He's a little harried. This has been a lot of accidents in the last 24 hours, and he's you know, he's a little harried, a little bit of trying to figure out you know what, what exactly to do. They're kind of spread a little thin, so he's he's not really paying you a lot of mind. But he said, oh, yeah, that was really, really bad. Um, an overturned car, but it, it looks like maybe some, some animals got to the injured before we got on scene because they're kind of torn apart it's it's a bit of a mess i i wouldn't i wouldn't get too close guys it's pretty intense might be chimpanzees from that uh corporation you might want to talk to them about their chimpanzees (laughs) oh i didn't even think about the chimpanzees i was like i'm thinking coyotes or something but yeah sure maybe it was that would make a lot more sense than what worse like than like it's a lot more damage than i would think of a coyote doing yeah, yeah. Are are animal attacks common around these parts? Occasionally you'll hear like somebody complain that coyotes got their animals, but usually that's that's about it. Mm. We had noticed a sulfur smell at the other accident. Do we smell the same? You do. There is definitely a sulfur smell. Do you know who was in the car? It seemed to be uh, actually just just two people driving by. They they aren't even people from Baghdad. It's just wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, yeah, they looked like they were both killed on impact, but just local tourists driving through. Did we bring Emoji the dog with us? Because <laughs> I'm thinking we can get him to find a trail for us. Good idea. Uh, emoji leaps out of the back of Susan's truck. <laughs> Apparently you did. <laughs> and before we could get to emoji he has explored what did emoji find is bruce able to talk to emoji does bruce do dog talk no he just communicates in love (laughs) (laughs) i would say that emoji goes bounding into the scene a couple of cops are really frustrated because he goes zipping past them and he grabs a handbag that has been kind of strewn by the crash grabs it and brings it back to bruce bruce first looks to see if it goes with his outfit (laughs) i don't know that anything goes with bruce's outfit it's it's (laughs) it's kind of a a pale barbie pink oh yeah definitely goes maroon lime green pink bruce's zombie takes the purse and opens it and dumps out the contents it's normal contents of a purse you see a picture of what you assume is the victim and her boyfriend they're a young couple her name is julia you don't know what the guy's name is but yeah from the stuff that's spread out across the highway it looks like they were kind of just like on vacation heading from one place to another and what did they run into again or something ran into them. Oh, okay. We don't know. It was a single car wreck, I assume. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're surmising it was the Jersey Devil, but... It could have been the creature that ran across the road in front of the other car, so who knows how many creatures are loose out here. 
So Bruce the zombie gets a little confused because Emoji brought him the purse. He emptied out the purse. Now he's looking inside the purse, but he doesn't see the monster in there. So he's kind of confused with Emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Emoji is kind of looking at him like, I'm just a dog, dude. I don't know what you're expecting from me. (laughs) Should we be rolling to investigate a mystery? Yeah, you can do that. I mean, if we knew what we were doing, then we'd probably do that. (laughs) We absolutely know what we're doing. (laughs) Go for it, Beth. All right, I'm going to roll. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) I got a five plus one, so six. Great roll. That's experience. Mark experience, very good. And uh, you're looking at it, and there's just so much stuff around. You don't even know heads or tails what to look at like it's just it's been a long day you've been processing a lot of information actually wait you got a six a six yeah you have a plus one from your trust your gut oh i do so that's actually a seven so you have one question questions hold on i'm getting there i was trying to find the questions yeah i just pulled it up myself and I think you have a held question too i so. have like two held questions also plus i get extra questions i think you're rolling in questions <laughs> <laughs> You could just ask as many questions as you want. Go down the line. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with what is being concealed here. The honest answer is the only thing that's being concealed are the very destroyed bodies of these two individuals. And that's mostly because the police are trying to keep them out of the line of sight. Okay. I'm going to use the questions that I get because I have the hunter's journal. Mm -hmm. What's the detail we haven't seen here yet? There is a woman, an older woman, very neatly dressed, not necessarily fancily dressed. She is talking very animatedly to one of the officers who would really like to just dismiss her and not have her talking to him, but she's very insistent. And so he's just trying to calm her down, but she's just trying to explain something to him and he's just not being helpful. Can we go talk to her? You may go talk to her. Bruce the zombie goes up to her with his phone and shows that video of the guys going, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Susan quickly runs up to her and says, are you okay? Do you know the individuals who were in the accident? Oh, no, I I didn't. Um, My my name is Greta and I am, I'm just trying to explain to him that, that it was a, it was a creature. It was a creature that just flew out of the sky and picked up the car and tossed it. Oh, it was terrible. It was just terrible. Oh, my goodness. Can you remember what the creature looked like? Oh, it, it was big bat-like wings. It was very, it was very strange looking. And this gentleman, it, she gives just the dirtiest look to this poor police officer. I keep trying to, to put in a report, but he just will not have it. He's like, she's talking about a monster. I mean, like, really? Like, I can't put this in a report. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do here. Susan puts her arm around the woman and kind of comforts her and says, you know, I, I believe you. I'm sure that you saw you saw something like that. I'm not sure if they're going to believe you, but we believe you. Oh, thank you, dear. Thank you so much. But yes, it was, it was terrifying. And you know, my friend Rose, she's my neighbor. She said she saw something very similar coming at her dog this morning. I sometimes wonder why I even stay in this town. Oh, I'm so sorry, Greta. Is this Rose Nyland that is her? uh... (laughs) It could be. (laughs) 
Is this Steven and Elise, the, like a different dog? Is there more than one dog at risk here? This is outrageous. Yes, you probably know this Rose person. She probably has a, a little toy poodle of some sort that has been brought into the vet at one point or another. And apparently this creature has also attacked this poor little dog. Bruce the zombie pulls out the copy of Where's Waldo that he always carries on him and points at it and then starts making gestures to look like the New Jersey devil to try and find out where it went. (laughs) (laughs) So Greta looks at Bruce and I imagine Bruce gets frustrated every once in a while because people don't always (laughs) get what he's putting down. And she just does it without missing a beat. She goes, oh, yes, dear. Well, it flew over that way. And when we look that way, do we know what's over there? It is in the direction of where you guys were headed with the mine. Okay. Bruce gives her a hug and thumbs up. After after you let go of her, she kind of like calls you to tell you a secret. Young man, I don't want to embarrass you, but you may want to look into putting on some deodorant. Susan gives a very solemn nod to Greta, says, I understand. Bruce understands and he grabs the holy water and dumps it all over himself. I'm kidding. Beth is about to shoot Bruce if he does that. <laughs> <laughs> it won't do anything, but it'll make her feel better. It'll make me, it doesn't hurt you, but it makes me feel better. If there's any of those scent things hanging in any of the cars, Bruce grabs that and puts it on like a necklace. <laughs> yes, I would say that strewn about was a little pine air freshener that you were able to pick up. That is added to his inventory of clothing. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So what do you guys want to do? To the mines. To the mines. All right. At this point in time, the sun is setting behind the mountains. It's getting dark. It's very dusky. And you are slowly approaching what are one of many abandoned mines. It's the closest one to town. The surrounding area is known for mining copper. In real life, it's known for mining copper. So these are copper mines. And there's like the ruins of a little mining station. There's nothing more than like some scaffolding and some rusted over equipment. But this mine has not been used in decades. And so you are approaching this rundown mine at dusk. Bruce turns his flashlight on his phone. Okay. And I suggest leaving emoji in the cab of the truck. Bruce puts emoji in the truck <laughs> and leaves him with a little bit of, of Bruce to, to eat on if he gets hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so Susan has ready snacks available. <laughs> Beth's throwing up in her mouth a little bit. <laughs> Is there an entrance, like an obvious entrance? Yeah, there's a pretty obvious entrance. There's signs everywhere that's like danger, private property, don't go here. All right, I put my light on too and start heading to the entrance, hoping that everyone's following. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be I'll be right behind you. Yep, guys. I got I got a flashlight. Bruce is in there. Bruce is going meat shield mode. He's gonna he'll go first. <laughs> Zeke's got one of those hiking headlamps that in his uh, glove box. He pulls that on, heads over. 
Nice. Handy. So you are slowly making your way down this mine in the entrance. You see that there's like beer bottles and there's newspaper and there's just, you know, people leave their crap all over here. You're sure that people come out here and have like parties and bonfires and, you know, just get into, get into trouble. There's graffiti on the, on the mine walls. Yeah. A good old fashioned mine party. I mean, I think we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, living in the desert, you'd be surprised where people find to have their late night. Let's get drunk and disorderly places. Sure. Yeah. I'd like to sniff for the smell of sulfur. Sulfur. Okay. I wasn't sure where we were going with that. What kind of partying has been going on here? There is a very strong, strong smell of sulfur. All right. Okay. Is there a high ceiling? Because I just want to make sure that we're looking up, down, around, or is it pretty low? Like, can we see the top? It's pretty low. I would say it's about the size of a, I mean, it's probably like seven, eight feet up. It's certainly not a large space. I think a lot of it has been built up over the years to just keep it from collapsing. The other option is to just dynamite it closed and people are not quite ready to do that. Is this a walk-in mine or are there any kind of rails or tracks or carts that we might use to transport ourselves into the depths? No, it's nothing that fancy. There's no mining carts available. The tracks have been covered up a long time ago. Most of this stuff is just kind of remnants of a time gone by. Do we hear anything? You actually do. Way in the distance, you hear a very tiny bark. Oh, God, Sparky! (laughs) Let's go get Sparky! Uh, Ah. Bruce Bruce would like to start running towards the noise. (laughs) And Susan follows! Double time. As you are running towards the noise, you hear that there are actually multiple barks. Oh, living puppies. We have to no, save them. That won't stop us. Let's keep on going. Bruce is running even faster. <laughs> Why are we running? <laughs> save the no. people. Zeke switches his headlamp to the red light mode so he doesn't blind <laughs> oh the, the pups when we uh, encounter them. Do we know if the Jersey Devil is smart enough to create such a elaborate trap? In other words, are puppy barks a trap? <laughs> <laughs> you go into the chamber and you see the Jersey Devil there sitting there kind of throwing his voice to make it sound like a dog. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That's what the book said. As you go further and you see that it's kind of ends in a room there are other chambers that may go down deeper but they tend to start going down more steeply and you're you're hearing the bark it's kind of hard to tell where it's coming from and now you're hearing multiple and it's echoing off the walls but as you enter this chamber it smells like sulfur but you also smell the smell of blood and as you move your flashlights and headlamps around the space, you see that there are all sorts of bones in the area. And there are smears of blood, and there's fur, and there's some clothing. And it looks like this is the place that the Jersey Devil goes to feed on whatever it snatches and brings back. But as you keep investigating, you see that there's like a little bit of a overhang, but it's a very low overhang, as if there was like uh, maybe a foot or two 
of space that you could crawl underneath maybe back three or four feet. And in there, you see Sparky. You see Rose's little toy poodle and maybe two or three other little dogs. And they are all behind Sparky, who is growling and is just very like defending these little dogs that have somehow survived this ordeal. Do we see the creature anywhere in this space? The creature is nowhere in this space right this second. This space is about the size of a large living room. So it's opened up into a chamber is the end. Yeah, it's opened up into a bit of a chamber. It's maybe 15 foot ceiling. If the creature is about 10 foot tall, it's probably able to move around comfortably in this space. I would like to use magic and use an ancient druidic magic that lets me speak with animals. Okay. Is that cool, Joe? <laughs> oh, oh, great GM. I love it. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> okay. I think Sparky has something to say, so. <laughs> I want to tell these dogs that we've come to save you. We'll kill the beast. Come, run, flee, flee from the cave now. Okay, so go ahead and roll. And under effects, it does have communicate with something that does not share a language with you. So you're going to roll plus weird. All right. Don't worry, guys. I'm super weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. A natural 11 plus my two weird is 13. Thanks. 13. Oh, you get All right. So on a 10 plus, the magic works without issues. Choose your effect. And your effect is to communicate with the dogs. Yep. So while often this spell just works with images or intentions, Sparky very clearly communicates with you that he ain't going nowhere because that thing keeps coming back, and every time they try and escape, he stops them from leaving the cave. Can I ask Sparky, where is it now? Sparky doesn't know. He just knows that the creature has left the cave. I've communicated with the dogs. They tell me that the monster is not here. He's left the caves. <sighs> Suddenly. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, you hear a large clattering and like rending metal, and you hear a yip. <gasps> you son of a bitch. Emoji. No! Next time on What Is Not. The Jersey Devil is now coming into the cave. Bruce the Zombie is very, very upset. And he is going to charge straight at the New Jersey Devil. What's my best way out? Vile beast from the depths of hell, return from whence you came! You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek 2 geekmediacom 
If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.